Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. All right. Uh, without further ado, we've been talking a lot about defensive schemes and who the right fit is for the Browns' next defensive coordinator job as we're an hour plus here into the show. It's Spencer. It's Earl. And now we invite in our next guest. He's a former Ohio State Buckeye. A national championship, a national champion, excuse me, at that. And you can catch him on 97.1, the fan down in Columbus, Tyvis Powell, joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Tyvis, what's going on, my man? Hey, guys, how you guys doing, man? Look at y'all, too, man. Y'all done grew up right before my very eyes. You proud of us? Whatever, man. You proud of us? Man, look at y'all. Look, I'm trying to catch up with y'all. What's good, bro? How you? Yeah, I was about to say, what well, I, I just heard over, and then it just like kind of skipped out. Yeah, we were confused. Earl was like, Earl said he thought you hit mute. <laughs> it's all good. Maybe, um, maybe I did. I didn't know my face is big. It, made it, it probably did. It's all good, man. We'll we'll segue nicely into the uh, the Browns conversation as they continue their search for their next defensive coordinator. Earl and I have been kind of going back and forth here a little bit the last few segments talking about scheme and how in today's NFL, it's a lot different than it used to be where it's not just 4-3-3-4. You're playing a lot of these sub packages and, you know, it's 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 not just that straight that that straightforward anymore. I I I guess does scheme matter as much as maybe some people think in the NFL today because on one hand, I don't think it does, but on the other hand, like if you get a coach in here who's dead set on like I'm running a 3-4, and that means Miles Garrett's dropping into coverage. I don't know that that's the best thing either for the Browns. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you got to look at what you got with the Browns. I don't think Miles Garrett dropping in coverage is the greatest thing either. Uh, Miles is a pass rush. You got to let him pass rush. Um, does the scheme matter? Like, uh, yeah, it does. Because, I mean, you everybody has to play their part. You got to look at, and I think that's where the problem lies. You got to look at the Browns. You got to look at what you have. You got a bunch of athletic linebackers. Say you got four athletic linebackers, and obviously, you know, the three, four is better. You got guys that can, you got linebackers that's really good at pass rushing, then you want to run a three, four to get those guys, you know, on the edge against these tackles and, you know, allow them to get to the, get home. But I mean, the four, three, I think the four, three is effective, and it's been effective with the Browns um, the last couple of years. I mean, Last year, at the end, towards the last what eight games, they had a top five defense or whatever the case may be. So, I think the scheme wasn't bad. I think that they just didn't have the personnel for that scheme. So that they, they still, no matter if they go to a three four four three one five five, no matter what, 
they still got to address that defensive tackle spot, mm. and they have to make sure that these guys are uh, playing disciplined this year. You know, there's a lot of guys doing some things that shouldn't have been done. And, and whoever they decide to make as a defensive coordinator, the number one thing that he has to be able to do is make in-game adjustments. They all have to be able to come out there. Like D'Amico Ryan for the 49ers, he does a great job. You ever watch their games in the first yeah. the first half? This, this Just this past game against Seattle, the first half, Seattle was making a bunch of plays. They go in at halftime, make some adjustments, and it seems like they couldn't do anything. And that an offense the coach is trying to do and being able to come up with a solution right there on the spot without jeopardizing the whole integrity of the defense. All right, so, Tyvis, <laughs> Spencer seems to think that I'm crazy. I, I look at these uh, linebackers like Jock. I look at these safeties that we have like John Johnson III and Grant Dopit, and I think that because they're hybrid players that the Browns are probably more better suited to run a 3-4 with those guys. You think I'm crazy too? I don't think you're crazy. I just think you need to make sure if you're going to run a 3-4, you better make sure that you got some defensive tackles and defensive linemen that can handle that run because the one thing I never really liked about the 3-4 is that I always thought that you were subjected to the run game. I always thought that you could be able mm. to get big runs if they block it up correctly, and that's why I didn't like it, opposed to having those two defensive tackles they got to get past. So if you're going to run a 3-4 – that's fine, but make sure you ad- you still got to address the defensive tackle position is my, my whole point. Talking with Tyvis Powell, former Ohio State Buckeye. You can follow him on Twitter, at one Tyvis. Um, of all the guys, as we, we talk about scheme, we talk about fit and all this different stuff, Of all, and we actually had a, a Seattle beat reporter on a little earlier today who kind of gave us some insight into Sean Desai, who I, I, I think he kind of dropped some of the buzzwords that you want to hear about a defensive coordinator, someone who's going to be flexible with the players that he has, uh, he's going to blitz. He he likes he, his specialty is secondary, so he likes to run a lot of man coverages. I think those are all things that would get Browns fans excited based on what you're coming off of with Joe Woods. But who do you think, of all the names that have kind of been floated out there, would be the ideal fit for the Cleveland Browns defense? Oh, that's an easy one, Spencer. It has to be this guy by the name of Tyvis Powell. I mean, the guy knows it. He knows <laughs> you throwing your resume in? Now. You throwing he's, your he's resume able, He's able to make – listen, he's able to watch games and make adjustments. And, know, he, and the good news about Tyvis Powell is that, one, he is very available. Two, he actually knows – they don't even have to learn, like, a whole new scheme. Like, I, they can still run the same scheme. I'll get some adjustments on that defensive line, and I'll be able to make some uh, secondary adjustments in-game on the pat now I'm just uh, we got to get you I, an interview, Tyvis. <laughs> <laughs> the name, the name that uh, gets to me the most that stands out. Obviously, everybody wants Brian Flores, and you know Flores is a great name. Obviously, he would be the ideal pick due to the fact that you know you need a big personality. You know, if, if Kevin Stefanski is going to be hands off on the defense like he's been, then you need a guy who's a strong voice, you know, because, you know, you listen to J3 on this exit interview and he's talking about, you know, getting guys to play, making sure these guys are motivated to play and making sure everybody, these young guys are caught up. Well, if you got a, uh, it all starts with leaders, the leader of the defense. And, and typically, you know, defenses adapt the personality of the defensive coordinator. For example, mm. when Greg Williams was at when Greg Williams was the defensive coordinator at the Browns, and that's when I was there for my little cup of tea that I was there. He had that defense 
Like, you, you'll run through a wall. He had you doing things that you think you couldn't have done, you know? <laughs> he he make you go challenge somebody. You think you could beat up Mike Tyson after talking to Greg Williams. So that's, you know, you just adapt that that mentality. And I think Brian Flores is a guy who, who obviously brings that, that demeanor and that, that um, education that these players need. Um, also, I thought he did a great job when he was in Miami. Outside of him, um, I would say my next best would be see Jim Schwartz. Uh, Jim Schwartz is good. Obviously, he got the Super Bowl experience. You know when he won it with the Eagles, but you st- he always did it with great defensive tackles. And yeah. and right now we don't have that, so I don't know how effective you know his scheme would be. You know we seen Miles in the wide nine this year. Joe Woods tried to do that with Miles, and I really wasn't a fan with that because it made it look like the run game. It was easier to just run it straight down the middle. So that's what I'm saying. You got to find a team. You got to find a coach that can handle this, the personnel that he has. And and it also goes hand in hand with what offseason moves is the Browns going to make. And I think Brian Flores is the type of coach that they'll respect what he wants and what he says that he may need. And I think that they will actually go do that for him because of, you know, his credibility that he has. So I think he would have to be the favorite. CJ Stroud a couple hours ago, Tyrus, announced that he was entering the uh, NFL draft. We look back over his Ohio State career. He was 21-4 and as a starter, two-time Heisman finalist, two-time Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, and he won a Rose Bowl. On the flip side of that, he's 0-2 against Michigan, and he did not deliver a national championship. So overall – what grade you know would what? you give C.J. Stroud? Yeah, you, you already oh, know I was going there. You know I was going there. Let me defend C.J. Because this ain't it ain't right to say. Something I just want to know what the grade was. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me give my side of the story because this ain't right. C.J. has always performed very well in the CFP, and and he any game that Ohio State lost. He played well. The, the defense, and he was handicapped by just players not making plays. But if you look at the Oregon game, he balled in the Oregon game. Uh, the team up North game, he, for the most part, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. You look at his last game, he obviously did what he was supposed to do. So it's not really necessarily fair to knock him for, for his record in big games like that because Statistically-wise, he did what he needed to do to win those games. With that being said, this guy's going to leave as the most accurate passer. I think he might be up there for most touchdowns. I mean, the guy had a really good career. You have to give him an A for what he did because polished, he's one of the most polished quarterbacks. If you're going straight off of statistics, it's kind of comparing him kind of like to LeBron and Michael Jordan. You know, statistically-wise, he's – his stats is better than the best quarterbacks that we've seen at, at Ohio State. He just don't have the rings behind whatever we're saying. So that's, that's where it, it doesn't match up. But statistically-wise, I give him an A. And the way he went out from his last performance, he proved a lot of people wrong. You know, a lot of people said that he won't run. A lot of people said he didn't have that dog in him. I was one that said he didn't have that dog mentality in him. But he showed me a lot in that, in that Georgia game. He showed me that he is one of those quarterbacks that's willing to go the distance to do whatever it takes to win games. And I can play – anybody that plays football can play for a guy like that. All right, so I agree with you, you know. I, I grade him pretty high, too. I just know you a little triggered there as soon as I said 0-2. Oh so, real quick before Spencer gets to his question, what's your record against Michigan? 
undefeated. Okay, enough said. Go ahead, Spence. Enough said. This is this literally turned into LeBron uh, LeBron MJ argument. It was like, who got more rings? That's basically all it was. Oh, man. Tyvis Ballot joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I was going to go back to the Browns for a second here, Tyvis. Um, you mentioned, you know, Flores would be great because he he command the room with the defensive guys and kind of be that vocal leader that they need. How far does that go, though? Like, would they still need that player leader in that locker room? And who should that be? Because I feel like we kind of learned this year that Miles Garrett can't be that guy. And I'm not even saying specifically <laughs> on the defensive side. Like, just for the team overall, who should be that player leader? Or is it enough for maybe Brian Flores to kind of speak up for the defensive side? And then, I don't know, maybe Deshaun Watson just handles it for the offensive side. Well, you definitely don't want to do that. You definitely want some leadership in there. And the good news is that Anthony Walker will be back and they will have their mm. their leader on the field because obviously you've seen it was night and day when he wasn't there. He just had to stay healthy. What I do believe is that when you go out and you get and you address some of these positions, if you're going to address the safety position, if you're going to address the defensive line positions, then you need to get a veteran in there. You know, this past last offseason, we've seen a lot of veteran guys We've seen the Browns let a lot of a lot of veteran guys walk, and you know they depended on young guys developing, and they depended on you know having some of those same guys that you know were key contributors last year come back to this team, and they thought that that would work. And what happened is when things hit the fan, young guys you can't really depend on them like that because they're not experienced enough. And then the guys that we did have wasn't you know in the league long enough to be able to talk people through things. So it kind of just broke down. I think you need to make sure that this offseason you get some veteran presence, some older vets in there because you need those when situations get tough. Like, for example, I always bring up the Atlanta Falcons game. Once that defense, once the Atlanta started running the ball in about 10 straight times, you needed some veteran to step up and say something to that defense to trigger them to get them going. And it seems like to me, I don't know if it was or wasn't, but from from a fan standpoint, from on the outside looking in, it looked like nobody said anything. And that was a huge problem to me. So veterans is the thing that you got to get. How do you develop leadership? You know, you typically you want a D-line, a D-lineman that's a vet, that that's a leader. You want a, a linebacker and then you want a, a secondary guy. And I thought that you would have it, you know, with having J3, with having Miles, and with having a walk there, you would think that those would be the three. But when a walk left, it just seemed like there was no leadership. Everybody was just out there, just you know, just doing whatever. He's Tyvis Powell. He's an affirmative Ohio State Buckeye. I I wanted to ask you one more, but we're out of time. I'm I, I, unfortunately because I, I want to get into a question about nil because obviously Stroud delayed his his decision to today, and I I'm, I think Tyvis, we're going to see a point where. Like, guys actually do consider that because they can get the money in college that they would get, like, based on the rookie wage scale, and they might just be like, eh, I'll just get it. And I wonder if it's going to impact how the money changes in the NFL. Do you think there's a chance that happens down the line? No, but Spencer, if it's <laughs> depending on where you're projected, if I'm a quarterback and I'm projected first pick, if that NIL deal isn't up to $20 million, then there, we're not even going to sit down and have a conversation. I don't think that NIL money is getting up to $20 million because – nobody's panning out like that. So yeah, yeah. if that's the case, yeah, I'm not – no, uh-uh, not at all. There's no chance. <laughs> if I'm projected to go first round, first pick, top ten, you can you catch me on draft day. And that's what every 
every college player that's considering whether or not should they go or not, if that mock draft come out and you top 10 and you get good reviews back and good feedback that you're going in the top 10, you go ahead and you tell them, yeah, catch me on draft day. You're the best, Tyvis. Good stuff. He he would know. He he went through that process himself. So he's a former Ohio State Buckeye. He's Tyvis Powell. You can catch him on 97.1 The Fan down in Columbus, joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Ty, Tyvis, like I said, man, always grateful for your time. You always give us great insight. I appreciate having a conversation with you, my man. Definitely, you, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate y'all letting me come on. Y'all keep doing y'all thing because y'all going to the moon, baby. <laughs> Thanks, bro, man. Appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, man. Enjoy y'all yourself, too. right, Tyvis? Take it easy. Yeah, I hope he's right. I hope we are going to the moon. We're going to jump on that next uh, Jeff Bezos trip to space. Next time he sends a rocket up, all right? That's us, Earl and I. All right. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.